This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Well, what a treat. Not just me, for you. Although, you know. Anyway, do you know what? I love Christmas so much. Do you? Do you? I'm so excited already. I feel a little bit sick. It's just so lovely, isn't it? Is it? All the lights, everything. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. But, so, we're going to talk tonight a little bit about Jesus. Duh. But, you know, bear with. We're not going to talk about the stable. We're not going to get to that bit yet. We're going to talk, cast your mind back, if you will, with me to Luke chapter 1, where we are first introduced to Mary. We're going to talk tonight about birth and pregnancy. Now, some of you here might be thinking... Andrea, I don't need reminding, babe. Scared. All right, I've got PTSD from all of that, babe. Don't go there. But listen, it's not just about physical babies, is it? I want us to tonight grasp onto all that God has for us. Do you know you are set apart? Friends, do you know that you are set apart? You are chosen. You are valued. You are known. You are a royal priesthood. Do you get it? Do you understand what what was bought for us? Not just on Calvary, but it started somewhere, didn't it? And it started with a girl, an unmarried girl. And the angel of the Lord came to her and told her she was pregnant. And she said, well, how is this going to be? And he said, you are most highly esteemed amongst women. This is the angel Gabriel, BTW, as the young people say, who was one of, you know, when it comes to angels, shop steward up there, you know? And God goes, you need to go down, tell her what's happening, not to be afraid, it's going to be okay, but tell her. She was a girl. We're told she's a girl. She's not a woman, she's a girl. And imagine being told that. But tonight I want to talk to you about two impossible births, okay? And the impossible births that are happening in our lives. Are you ready? You okay with it? Should we pray first? Well, some of you said yes, others went, I'm not bothered, Andrea, if I'm honest. Listen, okay, Lord God, we give you all the glory. Lord God, I thank you that you are a God who won't share your glory. I only want to give you the glory, Lord God. We thank you for Jesus. We don't just thank him at this time of year. We thank you every second of every day for Jesus Christ, for what he bought for us on the cross. We thank you, Lord. Lord God, we give you the word tonight. This is your word. Lord God, may it be worthy and do you honor. Lord God, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Right. So, Luke chapter 1. Here we go. Now, before Mary got pregnant, her cousin, Elizabeth, a woman, advanced in years, we're told. We're not told how advanced, but she was barren. She could have been 38, you know, but the Bible, thankfully, spares us that horror. So we're not told she's advanced in years and couldn't get pregnant. And there's a miraculous intervention with her husband, Zechariah, who's a priest of the tribe of Levi. He's in the most holy of holies. And an angel, Angel Gabriel again, very busy that time of year, went to him and said, guess what? And he went, what? He didn't. He was much more reverent than that. He said, your wife's going to get pregnant. And he said, well, how's that going to happen? Because uh, she's barren and and getting on and me. And he went, you know what? She's going to have a baby. And for that, you'll be struck dumb until the baby's born. That's what happens when we disbelieve. God doesn't withdraw his blessing. But he says, I'll prove it to you. Even if you don't believe it. We're getting to the points. Don't worry. This is preamble. Some of you are looking. 
Where's she going with this? Don't worry, I'm killing time. Tune in in about five minutes if you want the meat. All right, don't worry about it. So then he goes home. Elizabeth goes, guess what? He can't say, but he's really going. I know what she's going to say. I know. She's pregnant. Isn't that marvellous? And we culminate in a meeting between two women who are pregnant and who shouldn't be pregnant. Because come with me to Luke chapter 1, and there Mary and Elizabeth meet. Both are pregnant. Both are miraculously pregnant. Both should, neither of them should be pregnant. One, because she's too old to have babies, biologically impossible. The other, because she's a virgin. Yeah, I said it in church. I said it. Biologically impossible for her to be pregnant. And yet here they are meeting, both bursting with life. And tonight I want us to understand, ladies, we are pregnant. Yeah? You are never, ever, ever too old or too young to get pregnant in God's eyes. Hold on. Thankfully, some of us are getting too old to get actually pregnant, which is marvellous. And you lot there are definitely too young to get pregnant. You with me? Yeah. Heads are nodding in abject fear. Yeah. I'm watching. So we know that God is for us, not against us. Amen? No. Half-hearted ladies. No. I'm sorry. Do you believe truly in the pit of your being that God is for you and not against you? Amen. Because if we don't believe that, then what's the point in believing? If we don't believe that there is a God in heaven who loves us, who values us, who created us, who called you as, your, as his own, who sent his son to die for us, if we don't believe that he is for us and not against us, listen, pack up your things, off you go. You've had mulled wine and a bun. It's been lovely. Come on. Let's start this. This is a battle. This is a war. You know what? You can't charge into battle, ladies, if you think you look funny holding a sword. Grab hold of all the things that God has given you and head into your life knowing that you are chosen, loved, accepted, and that you are pregnant with Jesus Christ himself. Amen? You are pregnant with God right now, whether you choose to believe it or not. Some of us might think we're too old for God to act on our behalf anymore. We're too old to birth something in God's name. That is a lie. Some of us might think we're too young. Some of us might think we haven't been a Christian long enough. Some of us might be thinking, I'm not a good enough Christian. I think Ruth summed it up earlier. You are good enough because God is good enough. And you have been put into royal position for such a time as this. The world needs what you have. Listen, you've all got little bags of individually wrapped chocolates in your lap. If it's going to help you perk up, eat one. You all right? God has called you for this purpose. So my first point, let's read this scripture flat out. And then point number one is pre-birth. How do we prepare our bodies pre-birth? Well, if you're a ovulating lady, then actually, if you want a baby, you start doing things like taking folic acid because you want a healthy baby. You give up alcohol, you give up cigarettes, you start, I don't know, doing mindfulness or going places. You start going to classes to learn how to care for your baby properly. You visit midwives and health visitors and all the services required to give you what you need to bring this human being. We just need to connect with God. You want to birth what your God, you want to get pregnant with God? Trust, obey, read, pray. Got it? 
This is what I tell myself over and over. When the rubber hits the road, trust, obey, read, pray. Don't try and join the dots yourselves. Why are you trying to join the dots yourselves? What's God wanting for me? What does he want to birth in my life? What shall I do? What shall I do? Perhaps he wants me to be a neurosurgeon. I failed maths four times. How can that be? He doesn't. The answer is very simple. Jesus does not want me to be a worship leader, for I have no singing voice. I know. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. How can he be calling me to be a worship leader when I can't sing? Even Jesus isn't that miraculous with this voice, right? But what he's saying is, Andrea, I want you to be pregnant with me so that you can give the world me because he's gifted us for him. Friends, you are purposed for fruitfulness. Yes? Don't look at your life and think I'm not worth anything or that I can't do anything or that my days are done. Do you know what? I've been a good and faithful servant in church. Now's my time to put my feet up and sit on my laurels. Where's my knitting? Where's my slippers? Where's my blankie? Your work is not ended, friend. Your work is not ended. So let's read this. Is that okay? I've witted endlessly. I'm aware. Oh, my days. For goodness sake, where are we? Chapter 1. Luke. Here we go. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea. When she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. That never happened to me when I was pregnant. Honest. Isn't that amazing? She just saw Mary filled with the Holy Spirit and starts to speak out. Now then. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Do you believe God with your dreams? With your heartbreak? With your desires? With your loneliness? With your singleness? With your career? With your hurts? With your pain? With your parents? With your kids? He will promise. He is a God who accomplishes his promises. Friends, stay strong tonight, yes? Amen. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends for th to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted the humble who are men. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers, Amen. Amen. You with me? This is before he's even born. She hasn't even held a baby yet. She hasn't even seen Elizabeth's baby yet. But these women are with each other, so filled with the spirit going, Oh my gosh, Elizabeth, that's amazing. You're pregnant. And Mary's going, I know, me too. These women are celebrating their joy together. You know what? 
There are things that we need to put into place. We are purposed to be fruitful. We are purposed to love. And we are purposed as a church to love each other. When we look at what someone else is birthing, our hearts don't fill with envy. They fill with joy in our Lord and say, you are amazing. My gosh, what you're birthing. I'm so excited. We need it. My Lord and God is so gracious that he's doing it through you. I can't believe it's for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We don't go and have coffee with someone and say, who does she think she is? Do you hear what she said? She said she's pregnant with a Messiah, honest as if. We don't backbite. We don't tell people they're wrong. We don't gang up. We don't form cliques. Let's not be those people who envy someone because they're joying in the Lord, their saviour. Oh, come on. What, are you hating on someone because they love Jesus? Let's think about that. Where we are criticizing people because they love the Lord their God. Let's resolve friends to never be those sorts of individuals, to never be those sorts of churches. It starts with us. When I look at you and see what you're birthing, and I give praise to my Savior for his favor on your life. Amen? Amen. Because do you know what my prayer is? That you are fruitful beyond measure. That you are fruitful beyond what your head can contain. That you are fruitful and purposed and called to love and prosper even as your soul prospers. That the Lord himself will look upon you with favour, my friends. Hear your prayer. Remember it and accomplish it in his time for the glory of his name and his name alone. That's my prayer for you. And when I see you prosper, and I see you flourish, I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the joy and pleasure it is in my life. Thank you, Jesus. You know, in chapter two, we meet two other people. Two other people, one called Simeon, one called Anna, who spent their time in the temple. They had been there for years and years and years. And God had promised them that they would see the promised one. They would behold the Messiah. And on the eighth day after his birth, Mary and Joseph take the baby Jesus to the temple because the law says you consecrate the firstborn to be circumcised. And when they get there, Simeon sees this baby and says, the Lord is faithful. You see, what we have to wait to accomplish, what we have to battle to accomplish, what we have to dig deep to accomplish, don't ever give up. I beg of you, friends, don't give up in this struggle. It may seem like God is not working. It may feel like he's not answering you. He has never been more present. He is a present and loving father. He is for you, not against you. And when he looks at you, he sees you in your completed state, not in any fractured, fissured way that we imagine ourselves. So when Simeon sees this baby, you know what happens? Your weight, your fight, your struggle, and your fruitfulness ultimately is the answer to somebody else's prayer. So don't give up. Don't give up. The fruit of your struggle, friends, the fruit of your struggle is the answer to someone else's prayer. You are needed. You are necessary. You are blessed. You are favoured. You know, Elizabeth could have gone, well, what about me? I'm pregnant too. I'm ancient, mind. 
do you know how long I've waited for this? But she didn't. She said, who am I? Who am I? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. Let's be those people. Let's be those people. Ah, oh, come on. Yes. Come on. Oh, kick things through. Come on, kick that down. Come on. It's like Les Miserables, isn't it? I'll have a flag in a minute. You're like, can you hear the people sing? Let's go ahead and storm the streets with our love. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Oh, what an awful man. My son's at the back. He'll be like that. I told you. I told you to calm down. <laughs> anyway, point two. So that's pre-pregnancy. It's amazing, isn't it? Look after yourselves, ladies, for you are pregnant. Yes? Do you know what? All of this is a culmination of what's said in the Old Testament. Sing, barren woman. Sing. She was never born children. For greater the children of the barren woman. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out, ladies. Who's holding you back? What's holding you back? Am I holding me back? Let's start asking those questions. And let's start kicking the devil into touch. Because he's holding you back. No, there's a line, what is it? Which hymn is it? Is it, um, oh, holy night, isn't it? There's a line that says, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name, all oppressions shall cease. Come on! Who's oppressing you? Am I oppressing me? Am I oppressing anyone else? For goodness sake, let's be in a place of freedom. Because when we're pregnant, we're special. You've been around a pregnant lady? Like that? Touch my belly. Wanna touch my belly? Not now, obviously, that's food. That's in there now. Love it. But we, we love it, don't we? When we're around, you're special when you're pregnant. Don't we look after our pregnant ladies? We take care of them. We ask them questions. Are you all right? How many weeks are you? We anticipate the birth. And we celebrate them when they're... This is like, hmm, I'm pregnant, yeah. Let's celebrate each other. Let's enjoy that moment. Let's lift each other up. Chaps, there's a few of them in here. They slipped in. You know what? You can be pregnant too. James is like that, not me. <laughs> not me. Step off. But let's, let's, let's understand this is not gender specific. It's not gender specific. And you know what? As women are released, we release other people. Because women are the ones in their homes. We mother sons. We have partners, we have colleagues. Once you set women free, oh my gosh, you're unleashing an army. You know what? Let's call it sexism where we see it. Let's call it the patriarchy where we see it. Do not oppress me and try and keep me back. God made me. I am made in his image. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You got a problem with me? Tell it to someone else. Let's celebrate each other. Why don't we? Why don't we? Because we're so worried our bit might not happen. We get so caught up with, but what if my baby doesn't get born? So, Andrea, if we're all pregnant, and I really believe other people will birth Jesus Christ into people, into their own life and to other people's lives. And you know what now? I'm not talking about gifting tonight. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about the presence of the living God in us. Okay? And you can be looking around thinking, well, she'll definitely birth something. And she'll definitely birth something. She'll definitely birth something. But I don't know if it will for me, Andrea. I don't know if I will. You know what? We're holding each other back. Don't look at your other people and compare. Don't compare yourself with anybody else. God made you. There's only one of you. Thank goodness. 
but there's only one of you. You're unique because you, the world needs you and you and you and you. There can't be another one, so be you. You see, when you be you, you will release me to be me. So instead of looking at me and thinking, well, I could do what she does, nah, look at me and think, I can do what I do. I don't want to do what Andrea does. I want to do what I do. And I can do it too. Why? Through Jesus Christ, my saviour. So we're not looking at people and comparing pregnancies. We're looking at each other and loving on each other. Amen? Oh, come on, it's time. Time is short. Time is short. And people are looking to the church. Why are they looking to the church? To criticise us. To criticise us. To say we're unloving. To say we're judgmental. To say we're only interested in rules and regulations and to stop people having fun. You know? No. That's not my God. I don't know who they're talking about. My God's a God of love. My God is, my God's funny. My God's got a sense of humour. My God loves. My God's big. How big is your God? How big is God in your life? Are you with me? Do you get what I'm saying? I haven't rambled on, have I? Have I started speaking in German or something? As you know, I'm just checking. We're all okay with this. Right, good. Put my glasses on now. I mean business. Watch this. I look like Eric Morkham. Don't I? I look like Eric Morkham in my glasses. Watch this. My glass. Right. You ready for the final point? Ready? No, I need panto crowd. Come on, it's Christmas. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, no, you're not. Come on. Point three. It's not called labour for nothing. If anything's worth birthing, it's worth going through labour for it. Yeah? Come on. Come on, those of us who have been through it and experienced the sheer unrelenting hell. They don't tell you that in magazines. No magazine tells you that. It's just pictures of people with makeup on looking at their lovely baby like that. You think, oh my gosh, I felt like I was being ripped in two. <laughs> she looks fine. You know what? It's hard work. It is hard work. It is unrelenting. And you know what? Only when you've got a baby in your arms and they, they send you home do you find out that was the easy bit. <laughs> oh, preach, Andrea, preach. You've no idea, babe. You've no idea what it's like for me. No, it's hard, isn't it? You know, and we stand in that place. What I want us to do is in between all of that glory and joy of having a baby and the deep depths of despair that only having a child can bring. <laughs> Have they got a vest on? I'm a terrible mother. I used to, I used to cry about things like that because I'm crazy. crazy. I'm, I'm owning it. I'm owning it, okay? But you know, the things, you don't have a day off where read you. For those of us who have children, for those of us who don't, do you know what? Some of you may want children and I realise saying, do you know what, Andrea? You can joke about it, but actually that's a real deep thing inside me. Please don't think I'm being glib. I absolutely am not. It is the highest calling upon my life to be a mother. And I honour it and value it. And friend, if that is not your journey and I can pray with you, I will pray with you. In Jesus' name, I truly will. Okay? But what we need to do is in our moments of despair, in our moments of joy, my soul magnifies the Lord. Through it all, our default position, like Mary's, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit joys in God my saviour. Earlier in the chapter, when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says, you're pregnant, do you know what she says? May it be unto me as you have said. Our journeys take us places we never want to go. 
you hear me? We will go to places we will never want to go. And God says, I am with you every step of the way. It's a trial of obedience and faith, friends. It's a trial of obedience and faith. Because sometimes we have to say, may it be unto me as you have said. Because if I have my way, let's change it. Too sweet. But you have to say, may it be unto me as you have said. You know, because the thing that Simeon said to Mary was, your side's going to be pierced by a sword. Your soul is going to be injured by loving this child because you are going to lose this child. And Mary had to ponder those things in her heart, didn't she? You know what? I'm glad I don't know my end. God's so gracious. But I know that wherever I go and whatever I do, I have to walk in step with him. Otherwise, I'm nothing. I have to align my purpose, my love, my plans, everything with him. Because otherwise, I can't do it. So my soul, you see, has no other choice but to magnify the Lord, to make him bigger so that I can see his qualities more clearly, so that I can have them in my life, so that while I'm laboring to birth what God wants me to birth, I can be more like Christ because I need him. I need him. Do you need him? Do you need him? That's what we need to get to the heart of. Not that he's a little bit of an accessory that I can get through my day with and have a little couple of hours off when I want. Do I need him? I can't get through a minute without him. I'm useless at everything. My heart is desperately wicked. But thank God for Jesus. So my soul magnifies the Lord and my heart joys in God my Saviour for he has been mindful of his humble servant. You see, humility, we need to practice humility. Don't we? It's not thinking, there's a great quote, isn't it? I must get this right. It isn't thinking less about ourselves, it's thinking about ourselves less. So, you see, I can even think about my victimness too much, can't I? And think, oh, poor me, and I'm not, I don't want to push myself forward. But you know what? You're still focusing on you. And that's still pride, isn't it? I thought you were talking to me then, and you said, get back. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not talking to me. Where's your hat? I liked you in there. Let, let me read you something. As we end, because he's there now, that's like a little coup to me. What he really wants to say is, get on with it, get on with it, get on with it, get on with it. Listen, we need to be humble. We need to glorify in the Lord. We need to plan for pregnancy, because pregnant you will get if you choose to be pregnant. That's a choice. You want to birth something? Delight yourself in the Lord your God. You want to birth something? Hide it all in your heart. You want to birth something? Say to God, take a chance, take a leap, take a risk this Christmas. And say, may it be unto me as you have said. Take me wherever you want to take me. Don't take me where I want to go. Take me where you want to take me. Listen, the journey might be hard, but you'll never regret it. Because he'll be with you every step of the way. And what you accomplish will set people free. In Jesus' name. Listen to this. This is Isaiah 9. We read this out at Christmas, but you know it deserves to be read and remembered. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. 
On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of the oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Why? For to us a child is born. Amen? And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. You think God's forgotten you? You think God will never do it for you? I'm telling you tonight, of the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. Trust him. Trust him. Some of you here tonight are in a place where you think, I might as well give up. It's never going to change. That's never going to happen for me. Why am I bothering? I'm telling you now. Don't give up. Do you hear me? Glasses off. Serious Memphis. Don't give up. He is for you, not against you. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He wins, friends. He wins. We're on the winning side. Let's not act like there's a referee and it's up for grabs. We're on the winning side. Now let's start acting like the warriors God has called us to be and walk into our lives with power, assurance and authority that God is with us in our daily struggles and toils. Amen? For the God who called you will equip you. He will equip you to do what he has called you to do. He will never leave you short-handed. He will never shortchange you. He will never, ever send you into battle with just a pair of daps and a bag of sweets. Come on. He will stand beside you. He will go before you. He will be the fire to lead you on in the night and a pillar of cloud in the day. Your eyes will always be on him. You will see where he is taking you and you will be assured that victory is yours in the name of Jesus. Friends, if you're waiting today, amen. You are lucky. Aren't we lucky? For God is birthing something glorious and magnificent for his name's sake in your lives. And I am with you celebrating you all of the way. Ruth is going to come up and pray with us now. Because I think tonight a line needs to be drawn. And people need to decide and galvanize and say, this is the way I'm going. You with me? Oh, come on. It's marvelous. Ruth's coming up. Come on, ladies, let's stand. You know, when we decided to start She, um, our prayer was that no woman would come into this place and leave the same way they came in. Now, that's your decision tonight, ladies, whether you have come in here, had a good time, and you're just going to go home. But I think, you know, the words that we hear at every service, it's important we just don't hear them, that we do them as well. So let's just bow our heads. Let's just think about what God is trying his best to birth in you. Are you letting him? Or are you saying, do you know what? I don't want this. I don't know if I can do this, like Andrea says. What are you trying to birth? What has God placed upon you to do? And you're just wondering, is this for me? 
Am I going to give up? God, where are you? I can't find you. The girls are going to sing in a minute. I'm just going to pray. So if that's you, if you've got something that you are struggling with tonight, anything, and you're saying, God, where are you? I just can't feel you anywhere. You know, sometimes, especially in a pregnancy, you can't feel the baby for, for a while sometimes. It's months before you actually feel any movement. But you know what? That doesn't mean it's not there. It's still there. It's still growing. It's still developing. In fact, it's some of the most important time is when you don't feel the baby. That's the most important part of the development. So just because maybe you're not feeling it doesn't mean God's not birthing something in you. So what do you birth in? What has God placed on your life? If that's you, just raise your hand as I pray. God, we are so grateful. We are so, so grateful that you even came to earth in the first place. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? Who am I? And God, we stand here sometimes and you have given us something and we need to birth it. And with God, we just, we don't know where we stand. We don't know whether we're coming. We don't know whether we're going. We don't feel you sometimes. We feel so distant. But God, that is us. That is not you. You are still close. You are still with us. And you are still birthing something in us. Lord, for every woman that's here tonight, for every woman that has her hands raised tonight, let her feel you close, God. Let her understand that you are there and that what she's waiting for, you will bring it to pass. For he who has begun a good work will, will, ladies, he will complete it. In Jesus' name. The girls are going to sing, you know, let's just enter in now. He is in the waiting. You have to wait for the precious birth of a baby. And sometimes we have to wait on God. And it's what we do in the waiting that's important. Amen? Come on, Lee, please. So take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. He's never failing. He's never failing. Take courage. So take courage, my heart. Stay steadfast, my soul. He's in the waiting. He's in the waiting. Hold on to your hope as your triumph unfolds. He's never failing. He's never failing.
This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.